Good morning, good morning, everyone. How late are we? Four minutes, say four minutes. I have back feed. Marie-Pierre, do you have your microphone open? No, you're good. Melanie Miller, closed, yeah? Hello, hello. It sounds great, it sounds great. Now we're four minutes late, okay? Monique, it's clear that the problem is me, right? I love to talk. I love to talk, especially when it comes to this subject. Chapter one, protection from above. Okay. Our need to feel safe and the value of empathy. Remember yesterday, Johnny Bravo's story. Okay. Everybody listening to yesterday. This is the book, Leaders Eat Last. Well, Johnny Bravo's story, which is, you know, the, uh, the um, soldier, uh, his own life, he put his own life in danger in a mission in Afghanistan. His bravery was simply... Uh, an expression of the empathy he had for his members, his team members, right? Why? Because the military, this is their culture. Everybody looking out for everyone else. This is the goal that should be for every company. People working there must feel safe. This is the reason they are willing to push hard every day and take the business to another level and are willing to take risks. The way any organization can achieve this is with empathy. Empathy, the big word, empathy, you know. And this is the beautiful story. So diving into chapter two, Melanie and Marie-Pierre, I realize employees are, you know, when they say employees are people too. Um, how do we build this trust? Marie-Pierre is going to cover it. And the awesome responsibility that we have as leaders, it's going to be Melanie Miller that's really going to share with you how it is important to be responsible when you accept a leadership position. Now, coming back to my multi-level marketing business, so whether you are a manager, star manager, executive manager, or director, there is a responsibility that comes with the title of leadership and that people are looking up to you for courage. They're looking up to you for you to be uh, have to have empathy and they're looking up to you to feel safe and then they'll want to do more. So I asked Melanie, Melanie, I wrote to her in a text, can you please read paragraph one, two, and three? Because this is very typical in a lot of um, chain, chain manufacturing. So take it away, Melanie Miller, so they can feel the next segment we're going to cover. Ron Campbell, a 27-year-old veteran of the company, had, no, not a 27-year-old, a 27-year veteran of the company, had just returned from three months in Puerto Rico, where he had been responsible for installing Hyson Sandiacre's manufacturing equipment in a customer's plant. Sitting in the room with Chapman, Campbell was hesitant to talk about what life was like at the company. Chapman is the new CEO. First of all, Campbell asked, if I tell the truth, will I still have a job tomorrow? Chapman smiled. If you have any trouble tomorrow about what you say today, he assured him, you give me a call. 
and with that Campbell started to open up. Well, Mr. Chapman, he started, it seems like you trust me a, a lot more when you can't see me than when I'm right here. I had more freedom while I was away at a customer's site than I do here, he said, referring to his time away in Puerto Rico. As soon as I stepped in the plant, it's like all my freedom just slipped away. It feels like someone has their thumb on me. I had to punch a time clock when I walked in and again when I left for lunch. Came back and when I was done for the day, I had to do it again. I didn't have to do that in Puerto Rico. This was nothing Chapman hadn't heard before at other factories. I walk in the same door with engineers, accountants, and other people who work in the office, Campbell went on. They turn left to go to the office, and I go straight into the plant, and we are treated completely differently. You trust them to decide when to get a soda or a cup of coffee or take a break. You make me wait for a bell. And you look at this and you say, okay, what can we learn from this? So diving in today, number one, please take a moment to share the podcast. Share the podcast on Facebook, share the Podbean, because I, I really believe if we can share and we have a lot more leaders listening to you know, books like Eaters, Leaders Eat Last, my God, our workplaces would be so much more different. And of course, it brought me, Melanie and Marie-Pierre to reflect a lot on our business when COVID hit and how we were all fearful. But as a company, our culture is we stick together. And we didn't know what the hell we were doing. But one thing is for sure, we stuck together seven days a week. For those that were with us back in the COVID, early COVID times, March and April, and we were Zooming seven days, 24 hours a day practically. Sometimes we'd call a meeting at midnight. Remember, Melanie? But this is what held us together. Now, this cannot happen if people don't feel, if people don't feel uh, that the company understands us, if people, if the upper management doesn't feel, um, the workers don't feel that upper management cares for them. So our key, our key engine of progress is a feeling of safety and it has to be guaranteed by the group as well as by its leaders by the way this is also what ex why what explains why so many people in north america stay in jobs they hate actually 80 percent stay in jobs they hate because of that false feeling of security that the companies try to implement with 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 uh, salary and pension funds but is really enough no because depression is at an all-time height anxiety is at an all-time height suicide is at an all-time height we actually need a little bit more than just a pension and, and 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 that security of that paycheck coming in every other every other week so when we talk about survival living in a group provides a lot of benefits melanie mailer marie pierre we would never have been able to cross over from the home party to what we're doing today if we didn't 
work together as a community. It would be impossible. The most significant of which being that we don't need to face the dangers on our own. And that's exactly what happened with COVID. We didn't feel we were facing this new way of working. For a lot of my leaders, danger, because Melanie Miller, people like Annie Marchand and her husband, it, their sole revenue comes from their Tupperware business. So when this hit for people like Julie and Julien, this was a very dangerous time. And, and Campbell, the new leader, took down the time clocks. This is what he did to, inst uh, in to instore um, trust and to instore um, your, your interest is what matters first to us, the the company, Campbell took down the bells, they were all gone. Empathy would be injected and trust would be the new standard in the company. Preferring to see everyone as humans instead of a simple or as a factory worker employee that you know their number, but you don't know their name. I don't know if anybody listening to the podcast has already lived in an environment where you're a number in a company and not a person. And if you've ever been through that, you know that our sense of self-worth and self-value on a scale of one to 10, 10 being very high and one being very low, has a tendency to be more towards the very low. When, when people feel they belong, okay? So when, when they felt they belong, the workers relaxed and felt valued. People started to care for each other, and as they felt cared for, this caring environment allowed people to fully engage their heads and their hearts, and that's when the company grew. And for us at Tupperware Lady Emma, that's exactly our story. You know, we were engaged, our heads and our hearts, and we grew. It took us literally six weeks, six weeks, 24-7, 24-7, Okay, before experiencing our first growth in that first month of May 2020. It is very, very powerful, but there is a structure in which it can be achieved. And that this is where our beautiful Marie-Pierre comes and gives you a structure, like the wordings, the words are beautiful. And we say, oh yes, that's what I want my team to look like, whether you're in head of a company or in a multi-level marketing, but there is a process that needs to be followed. Go ahead, Marie-Pierre. Yes, thank you, Maria. And I really love how you make the difference between the difference of safety in the workplace. Because yes, there's the physical safety that you need a place to feel safe, to work and don't uh, get injured. And there's the financial safety. But the one that is the most important is the emotional safety in the workplace. And that's what we want to build. So the feeling emotional, emotionally safe means that employee will feel able to speak up and communicate openly. They aren't held back by the fear that by voicing their view, they're making themselves vulnerable to criticism. So innovation and creativity is so important for many organizations, yet when people feel they can share thought and idea freely, it's impaired significantly. So employees who feel emotionally safe, particularly around leaders, are more likely to innovate and speak up with suggestions for organizational improvement. And yesterday, we take the example of Google and why Google always create that emotionally safe environment. It's not just because they want to um, 
<laughs> feel like they are a good company, but they really did a four-year study about that. And the conclusion is that the number one predicator of team success is making uh, their employee feel emotionally safe. So it's really something that we want to work toward. So yes, we know that it's really important. So what we can do to improve it in our organization. So there's eight steps you can take to help improve emotional safety in your workplace. So number one, it's get your team to show appreciation for each other. So one easy and rewarding things you can do to create a positive working environment is to actively show appreciation for your team and encourage them to show appreciation for each other. So this can be done in an unstructured way by just encouraging your employee to be thankful to each other. Number two, it's make space for equal and open discussion. So the workplace should be the perfect place for open discussion. Discussion session can be a great opportunity for brainstorming and generating new idea. And when conducting group discussion, you may find that some team member will dominate the discussion, but you want to be able that everyone can really freely uh, discuss in those groups. So in order to promote a safe and positive environment for the whole team, you develop a system where everyone gets the chance to voice their idea or their opinion. So there's no good way or a bad way to work. Everyone can express their way that they think that is something that can help the organization. So there's a place for everyone. Number three, it's learn about the different personality types. So you want to uh, accept diversity in your team. So if you find that there's some tension between team members in the group, you should tackle this proactively. So usually any tension between members are down to lack of communication and different personalities. Therefore, you will want to consider holding a workshop or a presentation that looks at different types of personalities. And this will help your team to get to know each other and understand how to work with each other better. So a team that understands each other will definitely have a positive impact on your working environment. So you create a non-judgment environment at your workplace. Number four is to celebrate team wins. So a team that celebrates together stays together. So you will discover that most successes you have in your work are not done to one person, but a whole team. So be sure to celebrate win in the workplace and no matter how big or small. So this will not only help people to feel appreciated, but also make them understand that they are having an important impact on the organization too. So people will always work harder for praises than for raises. So remember to recognize everyone that made a good, uh, a good, uh, a good, thing in the workplace. Number five is spend time together networking. So your employees are human, your team members are humans, not just resources or men hour. So take some time to do a non-work related activity together. This can help to rejuvenate the team and also help them to see each other beyond their job title. So if your team feel relaxed and comfortable in each other's presences, this will create a positive and safe working environment. So I really love always have a team <laughs> teamwork doing activity. Number six is use anonymity where appropriate. 
So you can create a safe discussion environment by using anonymity where appropriate. So this can be useful if you need to discuss sensitive topic or need to ask a very honest opinion or feedback on something. So there are a number of ways of doing this, just for example, using an anonymous feedback form. So they are a really uh, honest opinion that you will have. Number seven is reflect back on the week together. So take time to reflect on what you and your team have achieved during the week. Uh, for example, it can be on Friday, we set aside a 15 minute to use uh, our tool to reflect on the past week. So we look at the different uh, area each week, but we try to keep the discussion positive and focus on learning from the week. So that everyone has a great feeling when they leave the office on Friday. And for us in the MLM, I really love that we have our split after a meeting so everyone can say what they have, something good they did back and during the week and they can share their <laughs> good ways of working in that week. And number eight is trust your team. So as a leader, it's essential that you trust your team member. So avoid micromanagement or taking over tasks that others should be responsible for, as this will cause your team to have a negative feeling. So instead, nurture an environment of trust and give your team freedom with responsibility, of course. And this will spread positivity throughout your employees. So this way, you can create this unshakable schedule that create a safe environment when you can delegate and create this schedule that everyone knows what is going on on Monday, what's going on on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, and on Friday. So you can really create this schedule that everyone feels safe during the week. So now we will go back to Melanie with a beautiful story to understand that it's not just in the workplace, but you remember everywhere, that's something that we can understand to build that trust environment. Yes, thank you very much, Marie-Pierre. So um, last summer, the day that Susie got married, my youngest daughter, I cried practically all day. Like I was an emotional wreck. Like the photos of me are just horrible. But I couldn't really understand why I was so emotional. I was just like, I just couldn't let it go until I read uh, today Simon Sinek's introduction to the section he calls Awesome Responsibility. We raise our children to keep them safe, to encourage them, to teach them, to nurture them, to be independent. But we want, and we want them to be happy. We want them perhaps to have an easier life than we had, to not face the difficulties that we did. And then they get married. Then all that right to protection is passed over. Your safety net has been replaced by someone else. And you have in you a, an innate feeling that you want that person to do as good a job as you've done, but you have to count on them. So yes, I was crying because she was beautiful. She was happy. It was an emotional day. But underlying all of that was this little feeling, 
I hope Brandon looks after Susie. And so, I mean, I'm choking up now, right? Because it's, it's a big thing when your kids leave the nest. It's not the same as when they go off to university or they go to their first job. Sure, you hope that they're going to have that, but they always come back to you. So imagine, <clears throat> imagine what the workplace would be like if they looked after you the same way that your parents did. How that when people go to work, that the bosses, they actually care about them. The, they, wanna, they want to uh, treat you the same, not the same as your parents have, but that they have your best interest at heart. Um, and you, you, you want them to be, in some respects, the safety net that you, you know, that you had as a child that you are in an environment where people are looking after you. Now, I mentioned yesterday that my first ever real boss, um, he had a big difficulty. He could never praise anybody. He just, he couldn't do it. But it was worse than that. He never allowed me to reach my potential. He always took responsibilities and achievements away from me. And I remember talking to my dad and to Alan about how I felt and they would continue to encourage me. But at the end of the day, in your work environment, um, you are stuck with whoever you work with. And uh, I mean, that, that guy spent two years of destroying an already fragile self-esteem. And then I got a new boss. And what a transformation. Leaders, good leaders are like parents. They look for ways to encourage you, to inform you, to educate you, to reward you. If you belong to a company that has a culture like this, you will want to be identified with them. And look at all of us with our Les Diamond jackets. Like we want to be identified with a company that does that for us. These companies put people first. They see money as a commodity to grow people, not people as a commodity to grow money. Unions grew up from the need for someone or something to protect people from their bosses. Not all companies have or need unions. Where people are respected and cared for, unions are redundant. But it has to be a company culture, not an individual culture. In our MLM business, we are fortunate to be in such an environment. We look after our people collectively. The culture is such that people are educated, informed, encouraged and rewarded. All the leaders do this. Did you know that only 20% of Americans love their jobs? What that says to me is that we have a whole lot of opportunity out there waiting to make the world a better place with very simple changes. If you as a leader protect your people, they will protect you and the company and, 
and they will protect the company and they will wear the logo with pride. So that uh, pretty much finishes my bit, Maria. So I'll just hand back to you now to summarize. Thank you. And I'm looking at my friends on Zoom. Anybody cry with the story of Melanie Miller? Like, how can you not get emotional? Well, for me, as a leader of Lady Yama, my multi-level marketing business for the last 40 years, and Mohammed, everybody he leads on the construction site does the same thing. We take care of our people as if they were our own children. And I was sharing with Jean-Philippe and Sabrina just before we met with, with you on the podcast, I said, you know, I will advise my salesperson the same way I would have advised my own daughter. So example, when somebody says to me they're gonna quit their job and come full-time in sales, my first reaction is this. If I was her mother, what would her mother want me to say? So this is what I tell them. Whether they listen to me or not belongs to them. But I will always tell them, put one year of salary away, and then once you've managed that, now you're ready to do my business, this business full time. Because I know that that's what her mom would want me to say, right, Melanie? This is how it works. You've got to treat them that way. So in conclusion, okay, staying and living in a group lets us split up the chores required for self-preservation. Now imagine anybody watched movies where it's the end of the world and there's no more government and here you have all these people killing all these people. And sometimes I, I say to myself, what would I do if chaos would settle in and there'd be no more government. I would build my own community, making sure that there's those that are good in gardening, those that are good in sewing, those that are good in fighting, and, and et cetera, because it would be our only chance to survive. Well, my community, my business, Mohammed's business, the businesses we work together are built in such a way. So we do survive in pandemics like COVID. We didn't close down our doors like 20% of the business leaders in North America. We not only stayed open, but we thrived and we continue to thrive as we're speaking to you today. So let's focus on other projects like making better tools, uh, making better um, training, making better documents, making better PowerPoints, but that can only be done if the tasks are shared. Now we move forward in our society, in our multi-level marketing business, we're moving forward. Our brains have developed to prioritize only when we feel secure. If you don't feel secure, you can't grow your business. So allow your people to feel secure so they can grow the business. It is this responsibility of me, the leader, if you're leading somebody as a CEO, if you're leading somebody as a head coordinator of a department, it is your responsibility as a leader to form this circle of safety around the members of your community and the members of the people that work for you. The community has to have common values and beliefs. And the goal is to grow and protect each other. In my podcast, The Millionaires of the Diamonds, our, our, our common purpose here is to have an environment where we level up together and we work on being a better version of ourselves every single day. In my multi-level marketing business, it's all about helping people save time, money, have a healthier way of eating and protecting the environment. We, we have common values. 
So this is allows us to build. Members trust each other and therefore pull their resources together for progress and not hide what they're doing as success for others not to beat them. And tonight, for those attending our English rally, you'll see how generously our top leaders will share tonight on how they're growing their sales and their recruiting. This is why I keep telling you all that are in my business, Tupperware Les Diamants, there's more for you in 2022, but more importantly, together, we will go from extraordinary to legendary because we do have that community where we feel safe together. We do have that. And everybody knows they can speak about anything on their minds and they'll be listened to. doesn't mean we're going to do it, but you know, at least it has been listened to. I always say when you start getting results, now we end up implementing them, right? So results equals implementation. So that's it for today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed and I truly want you to reflect on how can you be a better leader. Even if you're not in a multi-level marketing business, you are leading your family. You are leading your community. You are leading some people in the work environment you are working in. What can you do to make it a safer work environment where people pull together and grow as a result? All right. So love you guys. Have a phenomenal weekend. And for my Tupperware friends, I'll see you tonight at Rally with the launch of the Moon Palace Cancun. Bye-bye, everyone. Oh, <laughs> oh,